Welcome to my dad's car. Enjoy. Welcome to my dad's car, a podcast discussing our personal relationship with automotive nostalgia. And you know what? It doesn't even have to be about your dad's car. It can be your mum's, your grand's, your parents, guardians, or even a neighbour's. If it made an impression, let's talk about it. Hello, sir. You right? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, loud and clear. Cool, cool. How you doing, Mike? Hello, guys. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Good afternoon. I can't hear you guys, though. Ah, that's a problem. Going to make this podcast in Lark a little bit tricky. <laughs> Testing one, two. There we go. I should have you now. Hey, it works. Uh, how are you guys? You right? Yeah, we're good. Thank you. Good, thanks. Yeah. And yourself? You well? Yeah, yeah. Not too bad. The sun's shining in Henfield, just about. Well, yeah, welcome along, Mike. Um, we try and put a little bit of background, don't we, John, to kind of each one. Yeah. I think you're friends with Lydia, who came on sort of, yeah, last season, I think. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we um we met through the DJ and debaucherous scene in Brighton. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, she came on. She was very well behaved. No one can believe that she didn't swear, which was great. Kind of I couldn't believe it either. <laughs> <laughs> and that wasn't, yeah, that wasn't an edit. That was real, that she managed to uh, should not swear for uh, 45 actually, minutes or something. She did great. So yeah, you you made a post about something about your father's car, and that's right. Yeah, Lydia tagged us in it, and we kind of got talking, and we were like, "This sounds like a great opportunity for a discussion." So um... exactly that, yeah, yeah. We were sort of starting with my uh, my father's uh, baby blue Volkswagen variant. Fantastic. So is this? We start with the earliest car memory. Is this the one? Yeah, this is my earliest car memory. This is where it begins. This is where it all begins for me. Yeah, he was um, he was a carpet fitter at the time by trade. Okay. I'm I'm between the age of two and four, these memories. Okay. Um, and I always used to go out the back of the house because he used to pull the car at the back of the alleyway. And when he got home from work and he'd let me jump in the seat and sit on his lap and, and the steering wheel, I sent you a picture of the steering wheel because, I mean, I remember yeah. that vividly, like feeling massive because I was so <laughs> tiny. And, yeah, yeah, that, that's that's just my, my earliest car memory. Nice. Um, I don't remember going out and driving around in it as much. Um, although I do remember when I was a bit older, maybe four or five, and he still had it, getting in it in the summertime because it had these black fake leather seats. Yeah, yeah. Because we didn't have any aircon or anything like that in those days, and the glass was also a lot thicker. My God, did those seats burn your legs? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was a health and safety hazard. <laughs> Absolutely. Generate a bit of a smell of them as well, I'd imagine. Yeah, but a beautiful car, uh, you know, a beautiful looking car from the outside with the headlights and the the, the curved body it had and and the colour. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Was he a VW man through and through or was it just a, he just hap- so happened to have it? So, yeah, he then the next car I remember him having was a 1960s dark blue Volkswagen Beetle. OK. And my earliest childhood memories of, of me and my dad are sitting there watching Herbie. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah, he was obviously a bit of a fan. <laughs> yeah yeah whereabouts did you grow up uh in lansing and shoreham okay oh local so lansing till i was 11 and then moved to shoreham beach when i was 11 years old yeah so these memories so far this is all pre before i was 11 years old those two cars yeah yeah 
Um, and again, I remember sitting in the beat and pretending I was driving it, pretending I was in Herbie Goes Bananas and that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and was your dad using his variant for work? Yeah, yeah, for the carpet fitting. Yeah, I remember like the whole back of it had his um, old uh, carpet bag that he made out of carpet to put all his tools in, proper yeah. like old school. <laughs> Um, and yeah, it was just a bit of a wreck, really, in the back. <laughs> but that was our, that was also our family car. We were also being shipped around in that. And there was, you know, there's me and um, got uh, two other brothers and an older sister. Okay. Uh, and they were much older than me. There's a 10 year age gap between me and my next oldest brother, um, and then 12 years and 14 years. So you know, they were all teenagers when all, we were in that car and we were getting driven around up to my nan's house, piled in with all the carpet tools and everything. And <laughs> Nice. You definitely need the space of all those siblings. Uh, yeah. Have you got any sort of memorable journeys, Mike, that you used to take maybe on like a, your annual holidays, that sort of thing? Sadly not. No. By the time I'd come along, my parents had had enough of that kind of stuff. And there wasn't that many family holidays and stuff going on. I was kind of left to my own devices as a little kid. <laughs> nice. And where was your dad getting these cars? Do you remember? I don't remember. No, as I say, this is these are very early memories. If we want to talk about any journeys in any of the family's car, then I guess next we would move to when I'm sort of 14, 15, and uh, one of our mates who was old enough to drive, the older lad who had the car, mm. um, we thought it would be a good idea to see if my dad would lend us his Toyota Space Cruiser <laughs> to drive to Cornwall for our first ever like boys' trip to Cornwall on our own without parents. And I managed to talk him into the idea. Wow. And we, he, he said, right, okay, what I'm going to do is we'll, we'll go outside. Yeah. My mate was called uh, Skins was his nickname. Daniel Salmon was his, his actual name, this ginger lad. And, um, and he said, okay, if I can watch Daniel reverse the car out and drive it up to the roundabout and back again and i think he looks safe i'll, I'll think about it oh, okay so we get in uh, there's another couple of my mates there they're all in the back they're starting to play with the moonroof already you know <laughs> they're like oh mate this is gonna be wicked you know it's like in between us scene do you know what i mean <laughs> yeah and my dad's just stood there like that at the front daniel gets in starts up the engine looks at the gear stick doesn't see what he's doing puts it into forward instead of reverse we need to go out of the driveway and goes towards my dad and the house oh no and my dad just goes, <laughs> like that stop comes in takes the keys like you're not going nowhere <laughs> <laughs> and that was it we were like no skins what have you done you've ruined the dream <laughs> so we ended up going in his mini six of us oh jeez <laughs> that's a bit of a compromise on space isn't it from the uh, space cruiser just a little bit yeah Fantastic. So um, when you were in the car, did your parents smoke? Did they have the radio on? Any kind of memories of that? Yeah, they did both smoke. So I remember ashtrays in the car. Do you remember the old like half ones that used to, used to push and they used to come round? Oh, spun round, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. I've got memories of that. Nice. Real parents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Proper 80s parents. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know. Um, we should talk about the bubble car, I suppose, because that's a very early memory as well, actually. This is going back before the the space cruiser and so the trojan i think is the brand okay i don't know how many listeners out there know about these things but they were kind of a craze i think they started in the 60s yeah and yeah just very strange looking cars there were two wheels at the front one at the back yeah um and the front of it you got in that like, the whole front opened up 
So it's like, to me as a little kid, it felt like I was in more Mindy or something. <laughs> and I just remember it was, it was in our garage for a long time. And oldest brother was trying to get it fixed up. And I would go in there with my mates and we'd play in there and pretend we were in a spaceship and all this kind of stuff. And like the picture I sent you of the inside of it, I remember that clearly, like not being able to even reach the pedals because I was that little. Yeah, yeah. And when I was little, I remember it, it vanished. It got stolen. Okay. I just remember it vanishing when I was little. I've later found out that there was a bit of a to-do between my brothers, let's say that. Um, and my next oldest brother had arranged for it to be uh, taken. So it belonged to one of the brothers, did it, the car? My oldest brother, yeah. Okay. And the other brother was the one that uh, arranged for it to be taken away. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. So we never saw it after that. They never saw it into completion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when did it um, arrive? Do you remember? Was it like... 70s or something like that or just like an old thing your dad picked up one day i'm gonna have been about four years old so it was 1981 okay um so i don't remember how they got hold of it where it came from or anything like that i just remember playing in it in the garage really maybe it was an, an ex-work van for your father when he specialized in downstairs toilets and, uh, and <laughs> understairs cupboards <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely one of the most fun cars i can remember yeah so it was on the road you did remember going in it on the road or not actually on the road no oh okay no but just being a kid and being able to play in it thinking it was a spaceship it was great you know my mates all thought it was great as well it just looked like pretty alien to all the other cars that kids had normally around we didn't see many of them about what did they run on what they're like 50 cc's or something like that some sort of yeah i think it's like a little mo motorbike engine mm. literally mm. yeah 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 really tiny yeah. Yeah, but I imagine they weigh nothing so like no no if you got in a tight spot you could just pick it up couldn't you and sort of wheel it around like a sort of shopping trolley <laughs> but this was this was the weird thing they were kind of like teardrop shaped so they were very bulbous at the front on the one wheel at the back so i'm guessing like when you, mm. you're steering the back wheel around so you've got that leverage from the front if that makes sense a bit like a fish tail kind of thing I, i'd imagine i don't know i think the front steers i think but i might be wrong Did they? i don't know i think but um yeah sadly we never got got to see it in action so yeah what a gem. That's the first bubble car on, on the show. Yeah. Hopefully we get more because I think that they're, they're a fascinating thing. First bubble car, but but not the first carpet fitter mention we've had, is it? <laughs> oh, really? Oh, no, that's true. Yeah, they have come up yeah. before. Yeah. 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 Generally in vans, though, rather than uh, Type 3 variants. But... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my, my dad had the Volkswagens, then he had the Space Cruiser, and then... He... Did he use that for work too, the Space Cruiser? Was that doubled up? He did, yeah, but he had a carpet shop at this point, so he wasn't doing so much of the fitting. Uh, so that was more just to ship us around and ship the boys to football and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. I went to school with a kid. who His dad had a carpet shop, actually. I remember kind of going there, I guess, at weekends or kind of after school or something, kind of having fights with the big poles that were down the middle. Yeah, middle yeah, of the yeah. Like the big, like ginormous toilet roll shoes, right. which are like six foot long, eight foot long. You kind of <laughs> almost playing gladiators with them, just yeah, whacking yeah, yeah. them. My dad owned um, wall-to-wall carpets in Lansing, the one by the railway station. Okay. So it's the old um, cinema building, the old Luxor building. Yeah. So you had the showroom downstairs, but then when you went upstairs, that was their storeroom, and that's exactly what that was filled with, all these like empty tubes and the underlays and the spare carpet rolls and stuff. And after school, I used to go down with my mates, sponge a couple of quid off the old man for some sweets and go up there and, and play about until he finished work and get lift home. <laughs> nice. We might have to start up a my dad's carpet shop, might we, Andy? Or something like that. <laughs> it's it another not? one to consider, isn't it? Yeah, there you go. 
another another car i remember from my childhood before that was my my brother tim's car his first car was a mark one escort mexico i believe it was oh awesome Ooh. yeah it was like a orangey red color with a white stripe down the side and he had the uh horn that went um but he only lasted about a year in that before he got into trouble driving and lost his license for a little while so <laughs> no whoops i was gonna say that would be a nice one to keep hold of wouldn't it the mexico oh it was a really i remember that being the first kind of car that i thought was really cool yeah any other cars down your street you kind of had eyes for um there was a guy at the end of the road that had a porsche 944 always thought that was cool great choice <laughs> it was a brown one as well oh, nice <laughs> But my my mum had um, a couple of cool cars. Okay, she had an MGB GT, a bright yellow one. Oh, nice! Um, and the license plate was something cab. And she used to joke about how she was a taxi service for the kids. Actually, she didn't do much of the driving. It was almost my dad doing the driving. And she also had a really dodgy brown Capri. <laughs> I think all the brown stuff those age well, isn't it? Do you not think? Obviously, like back in the day, it's probably a bit controversial. But now, I think yeah, come back round. Yeah, I just remember as a kid not liking it because it, it had brown and orange interior as well, and I, it reminded me of my school's curtains. So that was that was my reason for not liking that car. <laughs> <laughs> what was dodgy about the Capri? Anything in particular, or just the brownness of it? Uh, 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 and it was the you know those two tone ones where the roof was made to look like fake leather or something like it vinyl yeah 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 and it was a really horrible caramel brown color dark brown capri caramel roof it was just like what was the thinking behind the vinyl roof is there like a reason for it was it just literally a style i think it's a styling i guess it makes it look a little bit like a soft top with the roof up from a distance yeah Mm. my dad used to fit them wow yeah he did kind of a fair trade in vinyl roofs in like the 80s yeah yeah but um i presume that's what it's for to match the dodgy leather jackets of the time i suppose yeah yeah (laughs) definitely (laughs) professionals (laughs) yeah fantastic so is your um is your dad still around mike is he still he's not sadly no he passed in 94 a long time ago okay 29 years ago yeah okay fair while ago yeah was he still driving right up until the end how did his car life go as it were yeah no it went downhill really sadly he had the space cruiser and then just because he wasn't carpet fitting anymore in his last year he was he was unwell for about a year mm-hmm. um he had a problem with his leg he had to get an automatic and he got a rover i can't even remember what kind of rover it was um but it was just kind of a bland car <laughs> that's yeah that's most of them yeah yeah <laughs> to be fair um it was newer it was one of the newer cars he'd ever had but yeah his his dream was always to have a bentley okay uh but my mum said that he had rolls royce ideas and a push bike income so <laughs> <laughs> very good but i do know that like me and my brother tim our love the Volkswagens came from our memories of, of the Volkswagens when we were growing up as kids. Um, my brother, Tim, bought a VW bus crew cab project. Oh, nice. We had on our driveway for a while, which he actually never got finished. Um, but we always both wanted a Beetle or a camper um, and hung around with other lads that had Beetles and campers and surfed and that kind of thing. Went to Bug Jam and, and all of that. Yeah, yeah. That love and connection for VW definitely comes through from our father. So have you bought a Beetle or a camper van? I haven't yet. I plan to. I want a 52 Blitz Samba, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want. Or a Carmen Gear. I'd love a VW Carmen Gear one day. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it hasn't happened yet, but 
It's on the cards. What about your brother? Has he got a VW? Uh, no, he had the crew cab for a while. Um, but then we both went away traveling for years. Um, six months after my father passed, we went away to New Zealand for three months, then on to New Australia for two and a half years. Oh, wow. Then I came home for a little bit, and then I lived in Canada for two and a half years. And then we both worked in Mallorca and Andorra for three years together, where he was a holiday rep and I was a DJ. So in that time when we were traveling, it was Jeeps, uh, mopeds. Um, when we were in New Zealand, actually, that was our biggest road trip. So I'm 17 at the time. Uh, my brother's 10 years old, he's 27, and just lost our father, get sent to the other side of the world to kind of get away. And uh, it was a Toyota Hiace, <laughs> this white van that we bought for like $2,000 to drive around the whole of the North Island of New Zealand. <laughs> it had no carpet in the back, so it just, the petrol fumes just came through. Blimey. So if you were sat in the front with it, you could still, still smell it in the front, but if you were in the poor guy lying down in the back, it was like every 20 minutes, you're like, please pull over, I need to get out, especially in the heat. <laughs> <laughs> the heat and the gasoline in the background, it was just, it was not great. Um, but it did get us around the whole island. It did it. Bong on Bertie bus tour. Uh, 1994 we had it all painted on the side <laughs> nice i spent some time in new zealand about 10 years ago and i think they had a thing called rent a dent where you could just rent bangers basically yeah 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 it's probably a very similar kind of setup when mm. we went to the first town we did our first work and we went on a kiwi farm we did some fruit picking saved up some money we're like right we've got enough money to get to our next destination and go out jump in the bus heading up the road Someone comes past, chip up off the road, smashes our front windscreen. Oh, no way. And obviously I had to go and pay to get a windscreen put in this old van. They're like, it's worth more than the van. <laughs> um, and we had to do another like week's work and save up the money before we could head off again. I went back, can we have our job back? You should have just ripped it all out, Mike. Would have been good ventilation for all those <laughs> petrol fumes, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it was a rough ride. But yeah, we, we had a lot of love for Bertie Bus. <laughs> So do you recall any of the vehicles being sold or they, did they just disappear mysteriously in the night or? Um... No, I don't really remember. I um, don't remember when he changed cars or, or anything like that. Um, obviously, the bubble car did just vanish. Is there any cars that your parents had or anyone had really that you sort of think, oh, I'd love to own one of those now or in the future? Oh, the Variant, 100%. The Variant, okay. Yeah, it would be that and I'd pimp it up a bit. <laughs> don't fancy a bubble car no no i don't really fancy a bubble car suddenly enough no fantastic well um thank you very much for joining us and uh thanks for telling us about your dad's cars no no worries i do like i've got a soft spot for bubble cars i don't think i'd want one but just kind of the the ridiculousness of them just yeah, makes them kind of charming yeah they are quirky you just don't I, I haven't seen one on the road ever i don't think um no no, I don't think I have. I think I, I might have seen what at the Shoreham um, uh, Ada Rec. Oh, like a car show or something? Yeah, one time I saw one there, but other than that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like gold dust. So if you do spot one. Yeah, what colour was yours, just in case it's the same one? <laughs> I think they were all in like standard Trojan colour, which was this like dark, deep red colour. Oh, okay. But you never know. Yeah, we'll keep an eye out. I remember my mum used to watch Heartbeat, and there was a lady in that that had one. Oh, was there? Yeah. I think she ran the pub. <laughs> that's my sort of memory of bubble cars. But that's another thing. It's not really come back around at all, is it, the bubble car? No, not yet. I doubt it will either. Nah. I guess the smart car's probably as close as they got to it. Yeah. Similar sort of concept, but yeah, potentially you're not going to die if you run over a stick in the road. Slightly safer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'd end up tipping over, wouldn't you? Just rolling down the road like some sort of bowling ball. <laughs> yeah, cool. Thank you very much, Mike. No, no worries. It's been a pleasure talking to you both. Thanks, Mike.
Nice to meet you. There we go. That was short and sweet, wasn't it? It was a short one, yeah. We should probably say, actually, um, so thanks to Rob, who was on a couple of episodes ago, it will be now. He bought us a bunch of coffees, didn't he, after he came on? So um, that was very kind of him. He did, yeah. He bought us, well, probably five coffees in London and uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a fair few more down south. But no, it's really kind of him. So yeah, thanks to Rob. Um, yeah, that was good. And yeah, that episode's been doing really well. So yeah, that's great. He said like a few of those listens might be his mum. So um, <laughs> take him with a pinch of salt. But so, yeah, glad they're enjoying it too, parents. So. The elderly forgetting that they've listened to it, so they listen to it again and again. That's what we need, yeah. <laughs> Any yeah. Alzheimer's sufferers, just subscribe, yeah. We should start targeting uh, nursing homes, shouldn't we? Do like a tour of nursing homes in the country, get them downloading. I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure they'll be well up for it. Like, yeah, we'll go in, we'll offer a number of services, kind of a rendition of Bluebirds Over the White Cliffs of Dover yeah, yeah. podcast. We'll tie that in with the aforementioned funeral policies that we were chatting about. Yeah. I'm going to do that as a separate episode, actually. But yeah, that will kind of all go together. Car insurance, funerals, nursing home visits. Yeah. While I've got you. <laughs> so, yeah. Thank you very much, John. Been a pleasure. No worries. It's a wrap. Roll the credits. Thanks for listening to My Dad's Car Podcast. If you have enjoyed this episode, please click subscribe, leave us a review and follow us on social media. If you'd like to support us further, you can buy us a coffee or sign up to give us a monthly bump start. You'll find details on our website, mydadscar.co.uk. Bye for now.